0: It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron.
2: Two headliner questions forthcoming. Uh, we'll get to them. There's plenty of them. Big mailbag today, guys, as we uh, embark on the new endeavor here on 93.3 FM, Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe. Thanks to you guys that are listening to the podcast. Also, by the way, we should make mention that Birch Orthodontics, got to give love to the ride and die mm. orthodontist that is Dr. Birch. just saw Heather Birch, Dr. Birch, uh, the other day. My youngest got his checkup and passed with flying colors.
1: Nice man, yeah, that's
2: good.
3: Clark is doing and well. And you saw uh, Stephanie,
1: my I my, did. Yes. my better half, yeah. with her daughter, mm-hmm. and
3: her daughter had a great smile. Was very excited. Thought she was going to get the braces off, but alas, no, two more months. She was. She thought that was the day the braces came off, and then was told, nope, Didn't they happen. got to be two more months. And it was not the happiest. Day. But Dr. Birch is She's going
1: to give, give your kids the treatment they need, not the, not treatment, the treatment they, they want. That's exactly that's right. No point, well, that's what and ride and
3: died orthodontists do.
2: How do we find out more information, Ira?
1: About well, if you live in Tallahassee, she's located <laughs> north northeast side of town, very convenient, right there off of I ten and uh, Thomasville Road. It's uh, BirchOrthodox dot com is the website. You get free consultations. They do tremendous work. All of our kids, basically, kids in uh, Corey's. Brady's the one holdout. We yeah. Gotta, we gotta yeah. Well, he's he's three
3: hundred miles away. That's the one. That obstacle. Tough one That's yeah. the obstacle. It's hard to make your appointment on time.
1: But Jean's <laughs> kids have gone there, I think. <laughs> yeah. and we've yeah. all every the whole Warchant family's kids have gone there, so uh Birch Birch
2: Beautiful. Now if you're new to the show on Real Talk 93.3, then uh, you don't know the format. This hour, the second hour of the show, is usually reserved for us to answer questions via Twitter, Facebook, and or Warchant T V now if you're posting We'll try to get to some of your questions as well, and that helps kind of diversify where we go on the show because lots of people, as we build up to the season and certainly in season, want to know about certain aspects of the team and things that we've witnessed.
1: And the way you do it is there's actually a Seminole Headlines fan page, I guess, that, on Facebook. So Corey will post the, 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 usually the evening before, the mm-hmm. afternoon before, sometimes the night before. He'll post a prompt for questions. You can respond there on Facebook. On Twitter, it's usually from my account at Showfell, and I'll do the same thing the night before. And then, uh, as Jeff said, we'll have the live chat now.
2: Uh, So CLT writes right off the bat, business question is one of or the main reason Warchant was able to pull together the new team because of Norvell's media policy. If Jimbo were still around, would there have been enough content creation opportunities to justify adding to the headcount? That's a great question. I think he's probably right. If this was not an open-door policy, I don't know that we would all be working together right now.
1: That's a fair question, but I think the thing you got to remember is like, I feel like headlines and really war chant a lot of media outlets really succeed and have interest when things are going really well or or really poorly really poorly and so this run the gamut there (laughs) what you don't want is the last couple years of jimbo's tenure before the last year the last year got spicy but the 10 and 3 seasons got a little bit boring i mean we did, man. Okay,
3: but we're, we're coming off a... Th- Imagine I'm somebody saying, listening to you say the 10-3 and season that Florida State got born. But they I were. was
1: really
2: incensed
3: by the 10-3 season. You, said he can't, they you kept that- saying he can't keep doing he's gonna this. He's going to be on well, the hot seat. The hot seat. He- I'm like, dude, he can go 10-3 <laughs> and 3 for the rest of his career. And the answer was, no, he couldn't. Well, no, he definitely couldn't. He went 3-6 and six yeah. and yeah. got out of town.
2: <laughs> well, I just feel like even with what they were doing back then was losing games to teams they had no right. business losing to. And this was the very... If I was going to criticize Bowden for that... I was going to criticize Jimbo for that. You had a listless group that was kind yeah. of tuning him out. The culture was getting toxic. We knew that. I mean,
1: the Lamar Jackson game up I mean, there. They, they was, could have
2: scored 100 points. Was it yeah. a year they
1: won 10 games?
2: Right. Yeah, yeah that's they, what I mean. they won the Orange yeah. Bowl that year. Well, that <laughs> was uh, yeah against Michigan. That yeah. was my point, though. Like, you would see the I mean, Jabril Peppers didn't play. Oh, that's, let's
3: go. Go. Oh, let's that's let's right. See. Jabril Peppers didn't Forgot play. Forgot about that. So Nobody can remember that. They that never game. really
2: mentioned it either. It was amazing. Right. But what I kept thinking was, like, you would see that team take the field and you'd go, the talent. Is such that they should never give up sixty something points to somebody <laughs> like they did that day at Louisville. But also, when you don't have control of your team yeah. and they're not feeling you that week in practice, you would get those kinds of clunkers. Think about the Boston College game <laughs> where guys were yucking it up on the sideline while getting their head kicked in by BC.
3: Thirty-five to three.
2: I mean,
1: that was. But they didn't quit. Well, they Just didn't want to quit. make sure oh, you knew. Yeah, they didn't yeah, quit.
2: Yeah. By the way, I asked him that question and he answered that they had. And that, that it was disturbing. Not and when they, I asked him. Of course. By the time, because I asked him on a Sunday night, and he said that they had quit, and that was disturbing. And he, remember, he apologized to the fan base. By the time it was asked again in the Monday, he, he no, no, I went back and looked, they didn't quit.
3: Okay. Yeah, oh, they did, Ben. Yeah, but did. anyway, the question is I, I still think it would be, I still think we make the moves we made, and Tom and Jeff and, and I come over. Um, I, I don't know that the 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 open door media policy had that much. Maybe it did. I don't know. I don't. It know certainly doesn't hurt. It, it's great. It's awesome. Um, but I don't know that it 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 facilitated put, put, the facilitated yeah, the war yeah, chant yeah. staff that's been put together.
2: Uh, really quickly, Chris writes: If Ann plants the spear versus Notre Dame, which I don't think is going to happen. Probably not. And we are in a tight are people game. People talking about that, like that no, would be no, no. So I'm, people I'm, are throwing
1: okay. out all kinds of. They want yeah. the stadium na- name changed. They well, want, that one has a better chance of having than planting the spear. Yeah, yeah, but they've yeah, got yeah. a bunch of people they want to throw out the spear. How All about
3: right. Mickey?
2: Can he throw the spear?
3: I, yeah, if Ann can, Mickey can.
2: Well, I mean, we, anyhow. <laughs> we got to call a reverse, right? Writes Chris. Is there any way it doesn't work in that atmosphere on that night? Take us home, Bobby. Yeah, it's, it's pie in the sky. It's nice. Um, it will be to his larger point, I think. A really emotional night. That mm-hmm. It was already yeah. going to be electric. Yeah. It was already going to be amazing. I'm sure Florida State is going to have an amazing tribute to Bobby Bowden uh, on the Jumbotron for all to see. And there'll be a, a pregame right there at midfield ceremony of sorts. Right. I don't mm-hmm. know what that'll look like or what that will sound like. But surely they're going to do something that will have... Seminal faithful, uh, buoyed. Uh, well, and again, it's already been. Yeah. play
3: Seminal Win throughout the pregame. No, no, we're not doing that. Oh, okay. yeah, every, that ruin, every break. That would every ruin. Break
2: that would ruin the uh, pregame. Whatever it was yeah. that we were doing.
1: I don't. I mean, it's a nice idea, and I'm sure Mike Norvell would like to, you know, pay homage to to, to Bobby Bowden, but. His his priority is gonna be trying to win that game. If a reverse is what helps it happen, great. But he's not gonna do it. Just you better time. have
3: one trick play. Have one trick play. He's. I mean, you got every team has like twelve, right? He can he he's can break out one plays, against Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah, you're not getting to the promised land with a bunch of trick plays. But just one, okay. just one. Just one. Uh, just.
2: Noel Yakin writes: What are the rules for reporting on practice? What things can't you guys talk about? Well, I'll start injuries. We're not allowed to talk about injuries. We can ask about a player, but we're not allowed to go in, in like, like let's say I go to practice in the morning, and then come in here and do my show at 1 o'clock, I can't come on the air and say so-and-so looks to have torn his ACL today. I mean, we're we're, we're not doing that. But, you know,
1: at the end of practice, if Norvell's speaking that day, you can ask him, hey, do you have an update on so-and-so? Basically,
3: if if we see a defensive end get carted off, we can't tweet so-and-so just got carted off holding his knee. What we can do is ask Norvell about it right afterwards, and he'll say...
1: What he wants to say.
3: What he wants to say, and then we can... Basically, they just don't want family members and people like that finding out via, via the press. Twitter, via social media, about a, an injury like that. They'd rather the the player have a chance and the coach have yeah. a chance yeah. to talk yeah, about it.
2: Also, oh, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, Ira, uh, real quick, the other thing is you're not going to treat, uh, tweet out or discuss formations, trick plays, things that would put them at a strategic disadvantage against an opponent who could glean that information.
1: And same thing with some of the – Depth chart stuff. Um, yeah, you know, they just prefer us to not go into that because it's going to be changing. And they also aren't if they're doing a position change or something like that, or working somebody a position, right. they may not want the other teams to find out about during the season. Well, if some people are listening to this thinking, well, gee, why are you guys even out there? Well, it does provide context for us. Big it's time. very helpful to us. And as ninety nine point nine percent of the college coaches have proven, they can just shut it down completely and then we don't see anything. Right. So this is better than the alternative.
2: Also, I asked Coach Norvell at the luncheon directly, am I allowed to come on the air and give my opinion about who's winning the job? And he said, yeah, be careful about it. You don't want to say so-and-so's taking this many more reps over this guy than that guy, but I can come on the air and give my opinion, and I'll preface right. it as such. You know, like It seems to me that so-and-so's played yeah. better at this point than so-and-so. Uh, we don't know for sure because we don't know the plays being called and the execution of those plays. There could have been breakdowns and it wasn't the quarterback's fault, for example, if I'm talking about about a quarterback, but you know, as, as long as
1: you use common sense. And to his credit, he said he knows we're going to say things and write things that he doesn't like, and yeah. that's not going to be what determines whether or not we say. And there's whether or not we violate, you know, the protocols.
2: Uh, Michael writes, "Stay with me here. It's the Ooh. Clemson game. Okay. It's 21-21 right. with ninety seconds left. Hmm. I'm already in tears. Yeah, my goodness, what a victory!
3: <laughs> yeah, no matter what, <laughs> no happens. matter what happens yeah. from this
2: point forward." <laughs> Norvell calls the punt ruski. There's no question here. I'm just <laughs> writing the FSU Disney movie screenplay, dadgummit. Go no. Mm.
3: I feel like they'd see. The, you might if, see it coming? Yeah, I was going to say, if Dabo gets beat by the punt ruski 33 years later, That I mean, <laughs> come on, man. Dabo knows all about it. In fact, he said that he when he talked to Bowden, he was on the phone with him a couple weeks ago. Um, he said that when he was talking to him, he was actually in the end zone where Leroy Butler was running, too. And that's what he told Bowden. He's like, I'm in that end zone where, y'all, where you ran the punt ruski. So that was a cool little moment. You were at that game? I was at that that's game. That's crazy. Uh, and, you know, back then it was 1988. So all we saw was us lining up to punt. Chip Ferguson had almost thrown an interception. Because you were in that end zone? We were in the end zone away from where the, the They ran was. right to you. They ran towards us. Yeah. So all we see is the punter leap up over. And we're like, oh, we're going to lose this game 23-21. to <laughs> yeah. Heartbreaking. Flipping yeah. bad snap. But at that point, a tie felt like a loss because you'd already lost to Miami. So it's like if you lose again, if you tie, that's like a loss. And then the next thing we know, I see Butler running down the sideline. With I, you can't even see if he has the ball or not. I'm like, well, what's he doing? Like, is, man, they never blocked him because all yeah, all they do, <laughs> all they do, everybody goes to the left. And the punt returner, who was Denell Wolford, was so confused. He ran to the left, stopped, saw Butler running to the side. It's like that. What's, it's the only ke- moment. And then kept running to the left and then finally realized, oh, he has the ball and, and got him at the two. But we didn't see what had happened until the next morning because it's not like mm-hmm. I could get on my phone and see the highlight and they weren't replaying it on the Jumbotron at Death Valley. Like, hey, do you want to see this again? So, yeah, we didn't see it again until the next morning. Ryan writes, hey, buddy.
2: Well done, Ryan. Nice. Mm, yep. Since Bowden passed away Sunday morning, there's been a surplus of constant positive coverage about not just a great man and mentor, but also the FSU. Dynasty and Dominance. I was shocked when I would hear SEC radio slash TV shows highlight how great of a coach he was in the 80s and 90s and profusely praise our dynastic run. So I asked this. Can you think of another coach that was praised this much by rival conferences when he passed away? Thoughts and prayers to Ann and uh, the Bowden family. Um,
1: I think the only thing I can think of is like if somebody, their their success maybe. Yeah. But not yeah, you will certainly person, get
2: acknowledged for your successes, right? Everybody. Yeah. We were talking about that a little bit the other day. I mean, like is there any doubt that every coach from every conference the day Nick Saban decides to hang it up and walks away, will, you know, obviously extol the virtues right. and domination of Nick Saban and how well he did, but yes, they will not have all of the personal stories. Uh, and the remembrances, as we described. So, no, it'll
3: be they'll they'll talk about what he did on the his football wins. field. They'll talk about his wins, and and that's the difference at Bobby Bowden's memorial service. Everything the last two days, it's been a lot more about Bobby Bowden the person than than even Bobby Bowden the coach. Which and is, Bobby Bowden was a great great coach,
1: exactly. Which is just amazing when you consider the fact of what he did. And the conversation, you know, some people I've seen rivals put out something, you know, is is Bobby Bowden like one of the top five coaches of all time? And to me, it's like we yeah, have obviously, but. He also, because of the situation he inherited, and starting basically from scratch, they were 0-11 two years before, he's in the argument for the best ever because of what he took over. You know, Nick Saban didn't take over Florida State, and I'm not saying that Bobby's better than Nick Saban, but... He created something. Yeah,
2: Uh, he's again going to be the last of his kind. Somebody's not going somewhere and creating something from nothing into a dynastic run like Bobby Bowden. But even before to
3: happen, even before the dynasty, right? Like he got there in '76. The three previous years, Florida State was four and twenty-nine, four and twenty-nine, four and twenty-nine. The next five years, they were forty-four and fourteen with three ten-win seasons. They never had a ten-win season. He has three in his first five years and two Orange Bowls like they it was and then the dynasty didn't come for almost another decade. Yeah. That's how good he was initially to turn in he turned Kansas into USC quickly. That just that's that's that doesn't get enough attention I think because of the dynasty run. I think what's cool about that is when
2: you when you put an emphasis on those early days of him turning a program around and building a program into something of significance and later on uh to be the upper echelon and best program in college football for a stretch, then you are noting his acumen for the game and his innovations and his ability to motivate and teach, Mm -hmm. right? Because you can't do that without being able to do all of those things I just described. Now, later on, he does become a CEO coach, and there's no – getting around that. But then he was a hands-on, do-everything guy. And when you put the emphasis on that, you're reminded that he was so much more than, you know, the grandfatherly old man on the sideline at the end allowing his assistant coaches to do all the play calling. I mean, he had to be all things to all people when he got
1: here. And, and for a period, it was, you know, our greatest strengths are our greatest weaknesses. And for a while, he was he, his micromanaging the offensive coordinators was a real problem.
2: Until, and it's it's uh, the great story Mark Rick tells all the time, and I remember Mark Rick telling me, I asked him about this years and years ago when I first broke into the business. He said he had to pull Coach Bowden aside, and he was sheepish about it because he had such admiration and love for him. And he said, you know, Coach, I don't mind, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't mind if you call the plays during the game. I mean, you're the head coach. If you want to call plays, call plays. But if you're going to tell me that I'm calling the plays, then I'm going to need you to let me call the plays. Mm, Because what would happen is Mark Rick would call a series of plays, and then Bobby, getting antsy, would Mm -hmm. want to do something, and then he would take over the headset and kind of call some plays of his own. And Mark was explaining, I can't set things up if you do that. I'm calling certain things, as you know, Coach, to set other things up for a quarter from now. And if you interrupt that, I can't get back to it. So... Coach Bowden was gracious enough and obviously humble enough at that time to say, "You know what? You're right, buddy. It's yours." And Coach Rick always appreciated that and gave him love for that. Well, but that's pretty
1: interesting. And the same thing with the fast break. I mean, that wasn't what he wanted to run. I mean, that was not the offense he want. That was not his offense. Yeah. But they adapted because that's what Charlie could run, and just it became you know the greatest show on unstoppable on, on grass. Yeah.
2: Well, and a willingness to do that again for a guy that had had that much success prior is rarely seen. This yeah. is where you get into it's not a knock to be a ceo head coach we learned that subsequently i used to i used to think it was i i looked at coaches in two different categories the guys that called their own plays and those who didn't but then i watched certain other coaches go on to have immense success as a quote unquote CEO coach. And it wasn't that they couldn't do those other things, it's that they stepped away from it so they could see the bigger picture and allow for their coaches to do a better job. Right. And that they could weigh in on big picture stuff. And that but but most coaches who've had a ton of success are not going to allow you to radically alter what they've done to have that success most of the time they're going to say no we're not We're not doing that yeah. we're not just going to spread it out and run things out of the shotgun and the fast break off yeah, they're like not kind of going to change
3: are. their offense for one player they're going to be like man I've won a ton of games 200 games plus yeah. without you Charlie Ward you adapt to my offense I'm not going to adapt or to I'm going to find somebody else yeah Remember headliners subscribe to Warchant TV today please hit the thumbs
2: up below the video so we can pop up on the feeds of those that have not seen the show before or heard of it before and certainly thanks to all of you listening here on Real Talk Radio 933 more headliner questions forthcoming stay with obviously you guys are locked in to some little headlines right here on 933 FM Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV if you're watching it and you're listening to the podcast housed by warchant.com of course uh, we we have to make mention of our friends at Horizon uh, bar and Grill. We were just there. Mm. Just uh, the reason I paused, I was trying to think of the exact day. That was last Friday, Friday night. Yeah. yeah speaking Friday of night. housing,
3: yeah. I housed that burger. You did. I housed it. Got after it. I, it was it a was mushroom like and It was incredible. It really was. I don't think I would had a burger there before. I had everything else. I, got I went the for the burger. Tacos was, that well, I always that's get. That's What you do
1: always. Did uh, you guys do an
3: app? Got hummus. Mm-hmm. You know, in hummus, I love. I'm I'm not a big fan of hummus, but I love their hummus. But in in retrospect, hummus is great. I don't know why I veered away from the mac and cheese bites. You just those are the ones you go for. Well, that, they're undefeated; they don't lose. Well, it's kind don't, of,
1: I think you might want to step away just to remember how great they are. Yeah, and
3: that's no shot well at the played. hummus because well well the hummus played. is the best hummus I've ever
2: had. It's that's a be, high bar to clear. Going to be a great year at Horizons Bar and Grill, by the way, because we're going to be going over there. We have a little get together before mm. the season starts, but yep. also that setup. If you've not been there, has a gazillion
3: televisions, a big old bar, an outdoor patio, great good patio time. area with the couches and stuff. It's great, man. It's and it's great. a great go.
1: great part of town on northeast uh, side of Tallahassee. You take Thomasville Road up to Bannerman. It's in Bannerman Crossing. It's a great little development there, with a lot of other restaurants mm. and uh, great people, and uh, you you might run it. might bump into Corey Clark having some hummus. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: some headlines. Me, you might, yeah. You you Jeff Cameron. his tacos. Hum, headlines.
2: Or Ira. Ira goes too. Yeah. yeah. No, we could all do it. Good stuff.
0: Seminal headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark.
2: Tom wants to know what happened to Kenny Dillingham's leg. Saw him with the brace and crutches at practice. I don't think I've seen an update that says what happened. Heard himself playing basketball, guys. Yep, yeah, yeah. uh,
3: non-contact injury. I think a non-contact injury. I think.
1: I think we should go with a little, like maybe he got he fought off a gang of robbers mm. in a bank, it
3: saved somebody's life. Yes, and in is Patella doing it yeah, in the it? course no. of it. Okay, that's probably a better, I'd, better uh, story.
2: Uh, Jonesing for FSU writes, happy to see you fellows still trying to take over the world. Not much of a question, but gentlemen. It's time to up your game. We need a seminal headlines logo
3: for that ass. <laughs> All right. We we got one. Kinda, I like we what Tom have, put together. Yeah. That was a good one. That what, was right uh, off the cuff. Like that was a uh, last minute. And we, we may have,
1: we may have a new photo. I think we may uh, get get a new photo to throw in there. So we'll we have a photo
3: it. shoot immediately
2: following today's headlines. Mm. Uh, we're not accustomed to this level of fame, but we're gonna have to get used to it, guys.
1: And we're not always gonna wear the. Are we? Are we we're not always gonna wear the, the logos. Like, I'm gonna, gonna wear gonna make my muscle shirts from. This from was now, the
3: one day, one time thing to wear this. Now right? that Corey is aware that
2: if we, <laughs> I'm retain just to, the current camera setup yeah. that he can. Sport tank tops. We're gonna, we're, gonna come, <laughs> and, we're, we're
1: gonna come next week, and he's gonna be like oiling up. Yeah, yeah. that's all I'm gonna be doing. I'm not gonna even talk. His bald head his
3: chest. I mean, tank it top. is. It is a glare off that thing. Holy moly! <laughs> this wasn't thought well. Thought well we're at gonna, all.
2: It's the first one, man. Okay, we, we, gotta, we got I a gotta gotta lot a of things hat. we gotta do. Okay. The lighting is above you. We're, we're yeah, gonna move some things rough. around. It's a toughie. Uh, right there, the logo that we do have on Twitter that you can see, where it says some little headlines. Uh, the boys are at it again, and down below, there's a quote from Jerry Smith owner of Pistols and Pie, who says, I love everything about these guys. Yeah, yeah,
3: Yeah. very. Thank Thank you, Jerry. Jerry,
2: Uh, Jerry, we always appreciate that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask a question from uh, the War Chant TV guys uh, who were uh, kind enough to to weigh in and ask a bunch of questions, and i got to pull them up as we go here. We we do know, and I guess I, I should ask a question about personnel, because people are getting frustrated that we keep saying the team is not talented enough. Um, mm-hmm. And whenever I say it, Corey gets, I, you know, he gets a little offended. I mean, he agrees with me, but he doesn't like that I bring it up because he's trying to— No, no,
3: that's not—you say, well, of course they're not going to be very good because they don't have a lot of talent. And I don't say of that, course, I just say they're my not going to be very good because they don't have a lot of talent. They don't have the talent of three teams on their schedule. The other teams, they have commiserate—commiserate? Commensurate? Commiserate? No, commensurate. Commensurate. Yeah, so yeah. There's in in there, right? Yeah. They have commensurate Commiserate talent.
1: Commiserate is a whole different word. Right.
3: That's what we're doing right now. We're commiserating, <laughs> we're commiserating. Um, uh, talent with everybody else on their schedule. So they should, let's not act like they're just the dregs of the earth compared to the ACC Atlantic. They're the dregs of the earth compared to Clemson.
1: Yeah, and, and the fact that they got blown out by Louisville and Pitt and NC State well, and some but, of the, these schools but, last year doesn't mean that those teams are that much more right. talented. Bailey Hartman just had a
3: night. He had a night. Bailey Hartman was on one. What are you going to do when Hartman's on a heater? What are you going
0: to do? It's man. a
2: common <laughs> refrain around the ACC. <laughs> you hear coaches say that. It's, you uh, can't let him get hot. So uh, Daniel writes, Mike Robel has shown the ability to sculpt an offense around his playmakers in any given season. Which player or segment Do you think becomes the focus of this offense this season?
3: Good question. I, man. Great
2: question, Daniel.
3: Keyshawn was, that was a lot of stopping and starting hiccup. And Keyshawn, to me, it's just been three days without pads. But he might be a guy that you're like, okay, he's a 50 catch guy, 60 catch guy. Get him the ball somehow, some way, because he's going to get you some first downs. And then Pokey, I think maybe, you know, he was hurt a little bit last year. He's the only guy returning. That has done anything really at this level as a receiver, and then you hope parchment turns into something.
1: Well, I think the one thing we haven't seen a whole lot of yet that that I think could be a huge factor is Tofoli, yeah, um, because you know they're not it's they haven't been in full pads yet, so even when he does carry the ball, it's not typical, and they don't they're not bringing anybody to the ground, right? But that guy's a special guy. I think you might see a, 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 a to me the running backs. If I, if I had to pick a group, I'd go with the running backs. But I think it's going to be kind of a combination. I think it's I don't think there's going to be one standout group because I think the tight ends are decent, the receivers are decent, and I think it's a lot of it's going to come down to his play calling.
2: One thing to note, they got a huge boost when they got Jordan Wilson back. Mm-hmm. And it, for those of us who've been out there to see this guy, that's a big dude who like can actually he, yeah. move a
1: little bit. It's like an aircraft carrier, his back and I'm, shoulders. He
2: is yeah. a massive guy, and we knew that he was considered to be a very, very good blocking tight end. You can see why, given his size. But he's a little bit more fleet of foot than I thought. I'm not trying to you know tell you he's going to run away from anybody, but he, they can use him in the passing game. Point is, tight end has been a weakness around here lately. Sure. I think it has a chance to not be a weakness. It could be average. Cam McDonald's not special. He's a decent player. He's an okay player. But, he, you know, he, he's a receiver. He's not much of a blocker. But Wilson's a guy that's going to allow you to use a lot of 12-package where you have two tight ends out there. He's a big guy that can help you in the run game.
1: And the young tight ends from last year, the, we kind of started to feel like, maybe, were those just two misses? Because Carter Boatwright and Mark Easton Douglas never got sniffed. Like, you never saw them, even with the twos right. last season. But Boatwright and Nordell brought him up yesterday, and we saw it in practice. He had a couple nice catches. Looks a lot better. And Douglas, you pointed out the other day, about
3: my man, Jackson West?
1: And Jackson West. Come I like on, buddy. He yeah, got, they like him. I think he got in a little scrape the other he day. He did. Maybe. It was he's awesome. Well, he he does. He's, he's got a he's little got, got, Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't mind getting in this More
2: than any of the guys you mentioned. I was like, come on, Jackson West is the guy. Plus, we can root for him because he's Jackson I was going to say,
1: like, you, yeah. I like how you break into the Alabama. Oh, you
2: have to, man. Get old Jackson West out here <laughs> making plays. <laughs> um, I like that. Uh, Butch writes, hello, gents. Tough weekend, no doubt. Coach was one of a kind. You know, Over the last two days, I've been surprised and blown away by the number of people, coaches, competitors, and other institutions throughout the country. Yeah, well, I could continue to read, but he's basically saying what so many other people have is that our fan base and people who loved Bobby Bowden are very, very pleased to see that it's opposing coaches, opposing conferences, and opposing fans that are also coming forward to recognize the greatness of the man that was Bobby Bowden.
1: Does the hypocrisy bother you a little bit that some of the media that went after him in the last eight years— are now like acting like he that they he was so beloved to them. Are you talking about Jeff? <laughs> mostly Jeff. Oh okay. mostly yeah. Me. It's weird because yeah. no. he's sitting right I'm here. Right here. Yes, <laughs> was, I'm the, right I looking, here. I was looking at you. <laughs> it's okay, no, no, no. I mean, I'm talking about the national media. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I mean, you never you. I never had a personal problem. Exactly. With Bobby exactly. They went I ripped after him because
2: the program was beginning to wane.
1: There were some people in the national media that called him phony. They they didn't believe necessarily he was as good a guy. Uh, and the, there's a the well, tainted title. So what
2: happens? Obviously, we know when people pass away is that people, especially if the person by and large was a really good person, you're going to try to focus on the the better angels of their nature. It's the right thing to do uh, because there are no perfect people and we all have foibles and those kinds of things. But we also tend to gloss over if a person may have said a few things that they wished they could have taken back. Sure. So maybe that's what you're talking about because Coach Bowden did say a few things yeah. that maybe he wished he could have taken back. On the whole, though, I think people are trying to note that the man his intentions were always good. It is it, and the I, kindness I, was genuine.
1: But I do think it's 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 kind of a weird I think for FSU fans who have been used to a not being treated well by ESPN, b mm. seeing how he was treated and then and then just just seeing all this adulation. It's wonderful, but I think there's a part of people who are like, "Yeah, man, where have you guys been for the last 40 years?"
2: I think the biggest thing here is to separate and I've had to do this because I was very vocal and very critical of Coach Bowden in the latter years as we entered the lost decade, that's when I was documenting what was going on. And, again, I've tried to focus on the fact that it wasn't personal with Coach Bowden, and I hated having to say those things. Now, I did cross the line a few times when it came to Jeff Bowden. Anyhow, that said, I apologize for that, but that said, I, there there were times that the national media correctly pointed out that Florida State was nowhere close to being the Florida State of old, and they were very critical voices, whether it was – Fowler, Street, whomever you want to name, you can separate that. You can say, okay, well, it was fair to rip us there. Florida State was was fading. But I never got a sense that those two guys or guys like them didn't appreciate who he was and what he had done or the man that he was. I think they always loved Bobby Bowden. But, yeah, but the football said, product
3: was a problem. If somebody said that Bowden was phony, you just take that opinion for what it's worth, right? Like they don't know yeah, the guy. I just
1: think the way they went after him for let's roll. I mean, like, sure. come on, we, you but know again, Bobby Who was the heart.
3: main person that went after him for that? Right, o- Olbermann. Yeah, it was yeah. Keith Olbermann. What does Olbermann know about Bobby Bowden and Kyle? so that's you, you don't even worry about that. You know what I mean? Like so that's that th- those people show who they are when they when they don't know who the person they're talking about is.
2: Yeah, um, but I I do like that the vast majority of people, even if they had criticisms of the latter years of Coach Bowden. We're right to point out that we're looking at the totality of a 91-year life. and yeah. That the man yeah. was a really— you make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. you live that it's long, really, you're going to really, make some mistakes. Yeah. Great guy. Uh, really quick while well, we can, Kyle writes, uh, Glad the boys are back yeah. uh, as we are in the thick of lying season. How do these first days of camp feel compared to the first few days of Jimbo's and Willie's first year? I say mm. first year because I don't consider last year to count. Thanks for the great content as always.
3: Well, there's a noticeable difference between maybe a, a Norvell practice and a Willie Taggart practice.
1: In some ways,
3: <laughs> like almost in every way. Uh, and look, Norvell plays music when they're doing eleven eleven. He pop, he pops it up in the but, IPF. It's but, popping but, off. They never lost because of music. Yeah, but, by the way, as a
1: side, but they don't take the breaks to dance.
3: They they don't take the breaks to dance, and they're always doing something. They're not. They don't have forty players just standing around watching other players practice. They're all practicing. That's the one thing Jimbo always did, right? He had the two yeah. practice fields going. Norvell's more like that. It's constant. There's there's not a lot of breaks for any of the players, and it's um you know that that to me is there's a there's just a pace and an urgency to the practice that maybe wasn't there in the previous regime.
1: And there's a you know the corrections. There's much more correcting going on play to play than there were.
2: I've always been excited, and I was last year, even though that was kind of a lost year. That the messaging is consistent. Uh, What they want, what they're asking of them, coach-to-coach, segment-to-segment, is the same. You're not getting disparate messages. It shows that they are organized. And also, I think that these guys are really good teachers. You see that when you go out to practice. 100%. Really good teachers. Uh, Real quick, Bob writes, rest in peace, Bobby. Damn good, man. And thank you. Can't say any more that hasn't already been said. Congrats to Warshant.com and The Jeff Cameron Show. The sports chemistry between Tom and Jeff, paired with the War chant experts that are Ira and Corey, features no better team on the airwaves. Mm. By the way, will there be a register sausage discount to honor the new JCS home? Well, we'll find out. Yeah, let's we're going to we'll have find a out. chat with Ben and figure um, that out. And he says, let's go football. Uh, would it be better to lose to Notre Dame so the players don't become overconfident
1: <laughs> yeah
3: that's a that's a been a problem around here they've been too overconfident with all these wins <laughs> oh my god they got the big head everybody <laughs> they want a
2: game in fact
1: last year at halftime at Georgia Tech Norvell that's exactly what he was yeah. thinking was you know yep. let's just take our foot off the gas here yeah
3: yeah
2: we
1: no, don't want these guys we don't, to, get we don't want them to
3: get a big head they they don't need to be one and
2: Remember, headliners, subscribe to Warchant TV today. Obviously, also subscribe to Seminole Headlines, The Jeff Cabot Show, and Wake Up Warchant there. The podcast of the Warchant.com multimedia network can be found wherever you get your favorite podcasts. More Seminal Headlines on
1: 93.3 Real Talk Radio in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you, but we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling yay Sausage shirts and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star.
0: seminal headlines returns now head to youtube and search for war chant tv today to catch the show live or on demand now here's jeff cameron ira chauffel and Corey clark
2: earlier today we were able to introduce a new show that uh, you guys will be able to watch on war chant tv and it's with a florida state player it's the dawn of a new day guys trench talk with Devonte love taylor First installment of Trench Talk is scheduled for Sunday, August the fifteenth at five p.m. Eastern Time on Warchant TV. The show will be driven by you guys, the fans. You can submit questions to Devante via YouTube chat, Facebook, and Twitter. That is really cool. I'm happy for uh, for Warchant TV and for love him. And he's
1: such a cool dude. You know, I mean, just a nice. He fits nice right guy, in. Yeah. He fits in with the Warchant. Does yeah. he does?
2: Um, where do we go? Facebook, Twitter. Uh, let's go. Let's go back to. Uh, Sean's question, he writes, if you had to put $5,000, okay, we're betting, here we go, it's football season, boys, if you had to put $5,000 of your own money on one of these outcomes, which do you choose? FSU goes five and seven, FSU goes seven and five. If it's five and seven, I think that shows we need to tap the brakes on all this eight win talk. We are really in year one with our new coach. Ira, you go first.
1: Fair question. And for the, uh, I'm going to assume that's uh, elite headliner, Sean. That is. The original elite headliner. Um, If I had to put $5,000 down, I'd say seven to five. Yeah, I
3: think I, I think I would too. I, but the way my brain works, I, maybe I put it on five and seven, and then even if they win more than that, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Well, there you so go. I, I win both ways. Kind it's of hedge my bet. It's good for War Chant. It's good, good for War Chant. War Chant. Good for our audience if they go seven and five, and even if I lose my money.
2: I'm going to do the thing here, guys, that brings us back down to earth. All right, here we go, everybody. Remember, we have a brand new audience here on Real Talk Radio 93.3 FM. W's and L's, Seminole headlines version mm. Notre Dame. W L. So we all have an L? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well do, <laughs> I mean I know. W be, came out of my mouth, yeah, but, but you meant L.
3: Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Let's let's do this straight, okay? Okay, W W for the next two.
2: Okay, uh well hold on. We're all gonna say yes to Jacksonville State. Yeah. I'm not going to assume Irish Shafel is picking Florida State to win on the road, three thirty, ABC, Winston Salem, Snuggy Hill, Wake Forest, Snuggy Hill.
1: I'm gonna go with a W. Easy W. No, but
3: uh, Rodemaker will be playing the last few snaps. That's how easy a W it's going to be. No offense, Tate. I'm just saying you you're not going to be the starter. They're going to get you some reps late in the game.
2: The entire season hinges on that game. Right. The Agreed. The entire I agree. season hinges on that game because you could
3: be two and one after that. F- or three and zero, oh, I guess. Or you could be one and two, and you've lost to two. The only two FBS schools you've played. The
2: game is a three point game. That is a that is a somebody's going to have to make a field goal. That is a twenty seven twenty four game. That is can we find a way to win? Because and I know that it seems so insulting to people who have these high hopes for a great season and a turnaround and Florida State's return to greatness to say that it's a fifty-fifty game and that it comes down to a kick. Can we get past Wake Forest?
3: Hey man, hurts where we people's are.
2: feelings, but it is are. where we're at. I have a hard time with this one. I'm going to side positively here for now that Florida State wins it in a squeaker. Because I think it's the only way you can get to six wins. I mean, you really have to win that game. Now at home I like us to beat Louisville and Syracuse the next two weeks, and if that's now you're the looking case, four and one. If that's the case, you're four and one, and there is real hope. Yeah, you're it, twenty.
3: You're twenty first in the country. Probably it
2: does get weird, though, guys. It's not as if this is a great schedule for Florida State to have in the midst of a
1: rebuild. No, in the second half, it's brutal. a
2: brutal schedule. You're on the road at North Carolina, yeah. who many would argue is the second best team in the ACC this year. That will probably end up being a night game, and they're angry as angry gets because of what happened a year yes. ago. Uh you do get the nothing win against UMass and Walt Bell. Uh, that game, I don't know that that game does anything for you because it does come after a bye week. I will say this, the, the two weeks that you get after the UNC game should allow you to put together a plan. What I mean by two weeks is I don't count. You're not game planning for UMass, guys. You're game planning for the game after UMass, which is
1: Clemson. But at sure. the same time, I'd rather have two weeks to, to prepare for a team I feel like I can beat.
2: Correct. That's yeah. why it stinks that that's yeah. there. But you're not going to beat Clemson. We know that. That NC State team is going to get good quarterback play this year and they're going to be pretty decent in the trenches. That's the game at home at Doe Campbell. If you're getting to seven wins, you
3: got us winning that
2: game. So is that after sure.
1: Clemson? That's
3: after
2: Clemson. So I'm thinking
1: three weeks to prepare for NC State. Yeah,
3: Clemson, don't I mean I'm just not don't even, even show up. Just have a plane Well, you don't want to have a plane accident. <laughs> Just a plain <laughs> plain troubles where you can't take off. You're like, look, you, we'll get you
1: next year. Hey, Dabo, we're good, man. Just keep oh, pushing. How you're, much you're, would he love that? Yeah. You don't mind, hey, do you? guys.
3: We didn't. We can't play you did, it. Oh, you
2: know, we could we'll play last you year. will see next
3: year in tally. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, now you got to come back, right? Because it's going to be an even year in 22. Yeah, so we lose the Clemson game. The state
2: game is the one that it, again, if you have an outlook for a seven win type season, then you have yeah, to. You gotta pick that, to you gotta yeah, you got to win that. You got to win that game. Yeah. Uh, Miami comes here. Uh, Then you're on the road against a very well-coached Boston college team in late November. Could be interesting. And then you close it out on the road in Gainesville against Florida. Florida State will be underdogs against Florida. They will be underdogs against Miami. They will be underdogs against NC State. They will be underdogs against Clemson. They will be underdogs. I don't think they'll be
3: underdogs against NC State. You want to bet? Right now? Yeah. $5,000? Sure. Okay. Let's (laughs) get
2: it on. Let's get it on. Uh, They'll be underdogs to North Carolina on the road. They'll be underdogs to Wake on the road. They are already underdogs to Notre Dame. Now they won't be if they beat Notre Dame. Well, the lines will shift. Yeah. There's no doubt, but they're currently underdogs to beat they're, Notre Dame. <laughs> cur- He's you predicted it. You predict this to lose the game, so they're underdogs to Wake on the road. You're getting my point here. You're going to have to. I mean. You're
3: underdogs in more games than you're yeah. not. Well, that's where the five and a half comes from, is an over-under. But, yeah. Yeah. but
1: I just – but I don't – yeah. I mean, I, it's a tough It's a tough question because I don't think they're going to be five and seven. But seven and five, I would not put $5,000 in seven and five either.
2: You feel like six and six is the right number? I would just take
1: that five grand and say, Sean, see ya. Thanks. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, I mean, you feel like six and six is the right number. I really yes. do. Because I think if you beat Wake, you could lose to NC State. You lose to Wake, you could beat NC State. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, those are those potluck games. Those are the tough ones to figure out. But – it is um, not ideal. This is not the year that you want to be playing Notre Dame. I, I get it, man. People are excited to get back to the stadium and we can fill fill that sucker up. And, or next
3: year when you play LSU. But I mean, or I, Georgia, then Alabama. Like well, it's,
2: it's good good times coming ahead. Yeah, it's crazy. But I, I would say that of all the years you don't want to play Notre Dame, I would have rather have eased into this schedule with somebody like Southern Miss. You know, I'm not saying Jacksonville State, but like Southern Miss, something like that.
3: Troy. Maybe a Troy. Maybe a Texas State.
1: Maybe a, maybe a Georgia Tech or a Boise State. Mm, yeah,
3: one of those yeah, kind of a lesser program. Those Actually, I yeah. would love to play Georgia Tech first I game this year. But that's I what would we said
2: last year. That's what, I'm just no, saying that's what we said last year. I know, I know, but you know yeah. this would no, be very yeah. different than that. And I, you know what? I think we'd hammer Georgia Tech this year. Uh, I really believe that. But I just, mm, that's a toughie.
3: Yeah, well, It's hey, frustrating. Hey. Now, the
2: coaches can't look at it that way, and the players ought not look at it that way. But uh, we're realists. We're pragmatic, pragmatic here at Seminole Headlines. That's not ideal to start with w- Notre Dame.
1: I will say this, though. I don't think because of Notre Dame with a new quarterback, so many guys are replacing on the offensive line. Four offensive,
2: new line, offensive and, They and, and lost
1: Gibbons. <laughs> they lost some studs on defense. Yeah. I mean, that one dude, six... That guy was ridiculous. Oh, he was incredible. Um, so especially they, against us. So, that, well, everyone. Well, I, I mean, know he was, he was he a he was great a player,
2: but he really looked. Like he's <laughs> he's feasted. <laughs> he feasted.
1: He looked like Norvell stole money from yeah, him or he something. Was an angry but, man. Yeah. But they. Uh, so, but I think it's a game that's going to be manageable. I don't think they're Notre Dame's not going to come in and throw for five hundred yards, and you can't stay on the field with them. So, I think it's going to be a manageable game, which is important because when you go, we've talked and we talked to Devontae Love Taylor last segment, last hour about the the just the. The togetherness of this team. Well, if you go out there and get blown out in the first game, that that stuff becomes rocky. It becomes dicey. But I think if it's a good game, if it's a close game, which I think it'll be no matter who wins, I think that's positive. They can still build on that as opposed to a, a game where, like last year against Georgia Tech, you lost at home to Georgia Tech. There's nothing to build on there.
2: Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Jack Cohn is the kid that came in yes. from Wisconsin. He's the quarterback
1: that is— You were super impressed by
2: Well— they're slated to win. He's slated to win that job. Um, you know, They're looking at guys. Like, they're going through their depth chart. If you go read the Notre Dame sites, and I have because I'm trying to get a feel for who they are, they, they kind of think that that kid's going to win the job. That gives you an opportunity as a fan to go watch his highlights at Wisconsin. Not impressive. Not, you're not okay. a guy that you're going to be like, oh, okay. well, this is the problem. No, he's pretty much an averaged arm to you know, not, not, nothing really impressive about him. To your point, if you're replacing four offensive linemen and you bring in a decent-to-average quarterback who's not dynamic, you'd like to believe you're going to be in the game. Of course, that's all predicated on whether or not you can have a chance to win anything in the one-on-one matchups in the trenches. Last year when we played Notre Dame, they could have had me, you, Corey, didn't matter, at quarterback, and it would have been a long afternoon or a long night because Florida State's defensive line allowed for
1: chasms in linebackers i mean to be yeah and i it was, a, it was
3: embarrassing i would have pulled it on one of the reads yeah you know that quarterback who was a book he just kept yeah. giving it to the running back to run yeah. 80 yards well, you know
1: they, you know, they were not... having
3: they were gashing but i'm gonna <laughs> pull one just to get around in get about 11 yards get pushed out of bounds just to get that in their mind that okay the quarterback will keep it just to get a feel well you want to see an athlete yeah you, you got an athlete back there at
1: quarterback.
2: you want to give the people what you want uh thanks travis appreciate you Appreciate all the great content he writes, gents. I predict a twelve and 0 season. Mm, all right, Travis. Good. good job, Trav. What a day, Travis. We appreciate you. We'll come back get to more headliner questions here in a moment and wrap up. You the You got program. to one.
3: You got to one that segment.
2: You better. Well, I got to? The show is the, the three of us. Right. Sure. Sure. Okay. I... All right.
3: Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. All right. Are you, you want? Let me to get another one here.
3: Mm-mm. No. Your no. You're running, the... You're running the show.
2: You're running the show. With camp getting out of the way, the people want to know the hard-hitting question: What happened to Coach Dillingham's leg? Are you glad it got to that well, one? Why did you read one you've already asked? No, this is a different one. But it's why a, did you read it? Because it was next in line, buddy. <laughs> I, you're so desperate to get to the questions. I wanted to make sure you see what it's like when I. I mean, like, I figured you'd pick one that
3: hadn't been asked. Sorry, sorry. Hey, I'll back. I'll get out. And, hey, get
2: the out
1: good of thing training. is we're gonna have a meeting after the show. We're gonna sure. break it all down. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we'll, we'll is,
3: sort through this. What an abomination! I apo- hey, I apologize to all of you watching and all of you listening. <laughs> And for Jeff. Mark writes, the Notre Dame game will be closer than the experts think. Boom. Is that better? I uh, got to that Boom. one. Mark Good
2: well job, said. Mark. I well got said, the two I in agree. a row right there. And I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seminole Headlines returns in a moment.
0: Squirrel attacks and FSU talk. That's what Seminole Headlines does. More now.
2: And we're back just as I get. Well, that's a quick liner, guys. <laughs>
1: That is, in the industry.
2: You got to get running that. They're not ready. I wasn't ready for that. It's like it's, it's go time. Uh, R writes, R Gilmore, I think we're going to be better than most people think. Then again, I just want something to cheer about after the last few years. I'm drinking the preseason Kool-Aid True, and it tastes great.
3: Mm. Mm. It was actually flavorade that they used in Jonestown. Uh, I'm not comparing the Florida State football season to Jonestown. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. But... I, I, I like that you did. I like well, that it's, I, it's just, just kinda it's, you in know. there.
2: Yeah. That's fair. All right, we gotta get to more questions. it's um, just
3: weird that Kool-Aid never came out and was like, guys, that was not us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't no, play guys, yeah. Do you like do you think we can sit here right now and talk about six and six being success or step mm-hmm. in the right direction? But to his point about like wanting to enjoy Florida State football games again, is that possible during the process? As that yes, plays out, it's is that very possible? Very much
2: possible. It happened under Bowden. I mean, excuse me, it definitely happened under Bowden, but it definitely happened under Jimbo. I enjoyed a couple of those. The, was it a 9-3 year? There, there there, are moments where you began to see real leaps yeah. forward, and you knew that you were on the precipice of something really good. Now, you knew also in that ACC championship game they couldn't block. They were on roller skates on the defensive yeah. side of the ball against Virginia Tech. But you yeah. knew, like, hey, we're here. We arrived. Okay, We've got to take another step forward, but it's happening. It's all happening, and that is anticipatory. You sit around the entire offseason thinking, okay, well, they made strides last year. What if they do it again this year? What if they do it again the year after that? And you know when a program has. I mean, we all do it as football fans. You sit around early in a season. You flip around from game to game. You're trying to get a feel for who's great, who's not, what's what in each conference. And invariably, you come across a team's game that you hadn't really thought much about, and maybe you run into them once or twice and the next thing you know, you're sitting there talking football with your buddies. You're like, you know who's playing well? Everybody yeah. picks up on it. They'll notice. Like, oh, that Utah team's a little bit better than people realized or whatever it'll be, right? That's got to be us this year. Sure, It's got to be like, I want other football fans to be going, you know, they were horrible last year, but this isn't They're awful. Starting. You, can see, you it can, can see it coming a little coming bit. A little bit
1: yeah. But what yeah. helped in that Jimbo's first year, and you think back to it, man, I, I don't, I mean, you got to give them a lot of credit, man. They, they really turned it around pretty quickly. Because you lose – I mean, Oklahoma blows you out in week two. That out was there, tough. You were there. We that, were all there. And that was one where you're like, okay –
2: And he was confident going into he, that he game. He thought Woo! they were going to win that game. And they got
1: blown out. But the only other two losses during the regular season, well, until the until the that Virginia Tech game where NC State, the 28-24, is that, that when the, uh, Ponder got hit? Ponder
3: got, got hit by Ty Jones and <laughs> so, fumbled. So that's a yeah. game you're going in to win. Yes. Right. You're
1: going – either he – Gives it to him or throws to the flat. Yeah, it's, it's a touchdown, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. and then the uh, North Carolina game where Hopkins doesn't make, make the field goal.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah. Those so those are those, are, those yeah. are your
1: only you other got blown two losses.
2: One. Corey, you forgot this was the grand opportunity for you to point to the fact that I never forgave Hopkins for yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Average haven't. kicker. as he's him. in the
3: league for yeah, his yeah. tenth year or whatever. Yeah, average onions way better. Well, hey, way he had a better college. Well, better. I wouldn't even say that, yeah. but yeah, onions better Onions made bigger kicks than college.
2: But
1: those are three or four, three. of Two of the three mm. losses during the regular season were not blowouts. That's the other right. thing you can't have. No,
2: that's true. Tony writes, hey, fellas, glad to finally see those mugs on YouTube. Jeff, congrats on the transition. It really fits because you are with all of your friends, and all, all of you have great chemistry. My thoughts and prayers are with, Bowden, with the Bowden family and FSU's family. I'm in Birmingham, so he was one of the reasons that I became an FSU fan, and I met him once at a book signing here in Birmingham. He was very kind to me during our brief conversation, and I've always appreciated it. My question is, even though we aren't as talented – as some teams in the conference, do you think that Bowden's passing could give the team another piece of motivation? It could give them one or two maybe extra wins this season. Thanks. I, I don't think it works no. that way. I don't, I don't believe it works that way.
3: I mean, I think they might. Uh, it, it would be cool if they hit a trick play in a big game. And, 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 the, and, excitement, and the excitement
1: and the, in that opener, this adds to that. Sure. One of the, you know, one of the things that could give them but a chance. But as soon as you get hit in the mouth, right? Yeah, but, it's
3: the Tyson. But
1: boat. one of the Correct. things that's going to give them a chance in that game is it's not only going to be the first home game of the season, but it's the first game after COVID. So yeah. it's going to be the first time with a full-capacity stadium. Oh, the atmosphere's
2: going to be awesome That's regardless. what I'm saying. And, and yeah. then you add
1: him his passing into that atmosphere, it is going to be an electric— Now, whether or not they can play with him, we don't know. But... they
2: got to get off to a good start. Yeah. I do think if there's any chance at that, that upset, with all the emotion you're talking about, for the variety of reasons you just laid bare, it would be if you got up. 14-7. You you're got. you in the game right. late in the second quarter with the lead or something. People begin to believe, including those kids who have not right. had a lot to believe in, including mm-hmm. themselves, over the last several years. So that would have to be the reason.
1: And then they've got a new quarterback, a young yeah, offensive line. Yeah,
2: that atmosphere starts yeah. to get to him. You can, you can, he's a slappy from Wisconsin. He's, you know. I was thinking
1: that.
3: Any, yeah, he's like, we've seen slappies from Wisconsin oh, here, we have haven't we? Oh, have seen <laughs> slappies yeah, <he's> from <laughs> Oh, boy. By the way, we're changing the setup next week. I feel like anytime I talk to you what are people seeing right now on the screen? My my hot dog neck? No, you know you're what I mean? really like, self-conscious. Well, just, this need for affirmation has really been exposed it's on show. It's easy for you to say show. that I'm self-conscious. You're chasing my, my, compliments, My baby. side is to the camera on, half man. the time.
2: We love you. The people love you. And you I'm don't And I'm spinning need this. around a lot. Or you can tell I'm a how little fidgety. It, how is it that you've lived this long and had this much success, both on the field and off? Off. Yes, That's <laughs> right. Yes, Brett. <laughs> so much success on the field. That you can't you know, just have faith that we're all looking and listening to you we're no, not, no, I just we're just not checking out the wrinkles on like. the neck. We're okay, not, good, we're not good. doing that. Great. No, and man. also, when I hit
3: the cough button, did it work? No, it didn't work. Okay, great. <laughs> You're yeah, right. well, so, off to that a flying start. <laughs>
2: we'll probably move some things around, yeah. guys. It'll be really, okay. really good. Good, we'll, good. We'll have the opportunity to do that. Uh, I do know this. We don't have time for more questions. We have about a minute left. Really quick, short, short answer. Will the NCAA ever do the right thing and give Bowden his wins back? Because that does matter to me, and it matters to the Florida State fans, and I think people who are right-minded and fair care about that.
3: Uh, I don't think the NCAA as an entity will do it. I think Florida State can just go ahead and claim it.
1: Yes. That's I what would, I was going to say. I especially, would absolutely claim it. Especially if the they, they gonna, want to exist what are they in they can, about that's, an that's hour. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. When the NCAA gets disbanded or whatever ends up happening, then Florida State can flip All-time the finger. All time wins and, leader
3: yeah. Bobby Bowden. That's what you put on the on the statue. That's what you put in the banner. It's absolutely what you should do because the
2: takeaway from those, the the, the law, the. The wins taken away were absurd nonsense. given the circumstances. Yes. Complete nonsense. And then you saw what happened in North Carolina and everything else. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Here comes the music. Good job to Matthew. Good job, Tom. And thanks to all of you. And thanks to Devontae Love-Taylor. For Corey Clark and Iris Chaffel. I'm Jeff Cameron. Thanks, guys. If you're new to the show on uh, 93.3 Real Talk FM, we'll be back again with you next week, and I'll be on tomorrow. Take care, everybody.